What's going on, guys? It's Cooper from the Backpins. First week of the UTB series is in the books. They uh, The PBR had a UTB bull riding in Indianapolis, Indiana on New Year's Day, and boy, was it a success. It was a really good bull riding, a lot of good watching. The guys really came to ride, and for the most part, the bulls really came to buck. I mean, it was definitely a good, good bull riding. Some pretty big bull scores, as well as some pretty big rider scores as well. I mean, there was multiple 90-point rides. It's always good to see the guys show up motivated in the first uh, weekend. They should be feeling healthier than they were towards the end of the year at the finals in Vegas. So it was a good weekend of bull riding. We're going to talk about what went down in Indy. We're also going to talk about some of my fantasy woes. I didn't have a very good weekend this weekend in the old fantasy end of it, but you know that happens. That's the name of the game, no doubt about it. So without further ado, grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pins. First, I think we'll go over the top five place winners from Indy. You're a winner of the event. Mason Taylor, 180 points on two head. Mason accrued 127 world points at this event. And Mason stayed hot from the finals. I mean, he rode really good out in Vegas back in November. He looked just as good. He didn't look like he missed a beat at all. I caught in the interview, you know, it sounded like he's just really having fun right now. He's not really worried about what bulls are running underneath them or anything like that. He's keeping it simple and sticking to the basics and just having fun with it. I mean, that's what it's for. If you're not having fun, you know, you, you don't want to be doing this. So nice job by Mason winning the first event of the year. And the second place winner from Indianapolis, Denner Barbosa. He went 178 and a quarter on two head. He accrued 88 world points. You know, Denner was another guy as well. He rode really good this weekend. Uh, Made a really good ride in the short round. Denner's a solid guy. I'm not surprised by this. I mean, Denner definitely can ride bulls. So not surprised to see his name up in the top five there at all, especially when you get one like homegrown and you put it on him in the short round. In third place, we have Dalton Castle. He went 90 points on one head. He accrued 55 world points. This guy picked a bull in the short round that was the highest marked bull of the event. I mean, he was all there. He was a bucking dude. But his 90 he got in the long round, you want to talk about cowboy stuff. There's not a lot of guys that would have done, you know, that would have done what he did in that long round. That bull basically went completely down in the front end and Dalton didn't let it phase him. He uh, did what he had to do, made the adjustments and finished out the ride. I mean, he knew he was going to get a re-ride opportunity. He said, that's okay. I'll just ride him out through it. That's about as cowboy as it gets. My hat's off to Dalton Castle. Strong showing at the first event of the season. In fourth place, we have Cody Jesus, who is 89 and a half on one head. Cody accrued 38 world points uh, at this event. Cody made a really good bull ride in the long round. He had a bull that really fit him well. Pretty gassy around there to the left, and Cody just dressed him up. I mean, he made it look really, really good. And this guy's capable of doing that. You know, he gets stuff into his hand. He can really dress him up. And uh, I got nothing but but good things to say about Cody Jesus. I think he's a lot healthier than he was a while ago. You know, he had that growing issue for a while. And he looks like he's over that. And I expect big things from this guy in 2022. And rounding out the top five, we have Chase Outlaw, who went 89 points on one head. Chase accrued 33 world points at this event. It's good to see this guy back. You know, he's been really beat up for the better part of the last two years. So I'm really happy that Chase is back and having fun riding bulls. And he looked like he hadn't skipped a beat. He made a really good bull ride in the long round 
on a pretty good bull of Gene Owens, hell on the red, and Chase made it look really good. Away from his hand, Chase looked like he hadn't hardly been off at all. So really good to see Chase back. He's a guy that really brings the intensity. If you haven't had the fortune of being around this guy and you're wondering what it, what it's really like, what you see on TV is not an act. This guy is a fireball. I mean, you can sense the intensity when you're around him. I mean, I think it's good for the whole the whole locker room to have this guy around because he really brings the energy to a bull riding. Next, we'll move on to the top five bull scores from Indianapolis. You know, overall, I thought they had a pretty good set of bulls. I mean, there were a couple weaker ones in there, no doubt about it, but I thought as a whole, they were pretty good. And I thought the short round was pretty good as well. It was pretty heavy at the top, and there were still a few in there, though, that that guys could get along with, a little more rider-friendly type. I was impressed with the bull power they had in Indianapolis. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to bring to New York City for sure. These are the top five bull scores from Indianapolis. With the top bull score, it goes to WSM's Jive Turkey of Chad Berger and Partners. He was 46 and three quarters against Dalton Castle. Uh, this bull had an extremely good out. I've seen this bull a bunch, and he's always pretty solid, but this was an outstanding day for him. He was really strong to the left. And when he hit that corner, he meant it. I mean, he was bringing it. This is a really great trip for this bull. You know, if this bull can do this on a somewhat consistent basis, I think you could see him potentially in that that world title race. You're going to have to be, you know, 46-ish on a pretty regular basis to keep up with a bull like Wupa. But this bull, if he, if he has trips like this, watch out. He was definitely really, really strong on Saturday. With the second highest bull score of the weekend, it goes to Moonlight Party of Gene Owen. He was 46 and a quarter versus Kaike Pacheco. Boy, this is one I, I was really kicking myself for not picking uh, in the fantasy end of it. This is a bull I've seen. He was really good at the finals. Kai, uh, Silvano Alves rode him out there. This bull had an outstanding day. He had a really good trip. Big jump out of there and then kind of sucked back underneath himself. Lots of front end. Lots of drop. Like this bull was strong and he was going to the right. You don't see Kaike get dominated by bulls that go into his hand a whole lot. And this bull handed him his lunch pail. It was a short night for Kaike. I'm excited to see what this bull keeps doing here. You know, he doesn't have a lot of outs on record, but this is a bull that I feel like has a lot of potential, no doubt about it. With the third highest bull score of the weekend, Pookie Holler of Chad Berger and Partners. He put up 45 and three quarters versus Keyshawn Whitehorse. I thought this was a good pick for Keyshawn in that draft. Keyshawn rode this bull last fall in Deadwood, and uh, I thought Keyshawn can get along with him. You still got to do everything right, no doubt, on a bull like that. And this bull had an outstanding trip. He had a lot of up and down, and he was going to go to the, or he did go to the right. I mean, he meant it. This was one you had to have your ducks in a row to get by, and Keyshawn just stubbed his toe a little bit. You know, if this is one that I highlighted last week is potentially sneaking into that bull of the year talk. If he does this on any sort of consistent basis, I think he will be there. I don't know if he has enough to win it when you're talking against a bull like Wupa, but this bull was strong. I will assure you that. He was strong, and he had a really good trip. So if this becomes consistent for this bull, I think you're going to hear a lot more about him. With the fourth highest bull score of the weekend, safety meeting of Chad Berger and partners puts up 44 and three quarters versus Chase Doherty. You know, this bull is in the re-ride pen and I thought he would fit Chase really well. Left-handed bull riders really tend to get along with this bull. So I'm sure that Chase was ecstatic when he saw what he had out of the re-ride pen. Just didn't go his way. This bull was pretty snappy to the left like always. And I mean, just a pretty good trip from this bull. I mean, 
he had a really good day from what I've seen of him. And I think this is one that left-handed riders are going to continue to get along with. It just wasn't Chase's day. And in a tie for fifth highest bull score of the weekend, we have the Undertaker of Cornwells who put up 44 and a half against Stetson Lawrence in the short round. You know, this bull is just a handful. He's heavy and he was up and down to the right away from Stetson's hand. It's a tough matchup. When you got one that's that heavy away from your hand, you really got to be on your P's and Q's. And Stetson just kind of got beat around there and didn't have much of a chance when he hit that corner. You know, this is a pretty good bull score for this bull. He sometimes doesn't get marked all that good because he he does tend to use power, which doesn't always translate to great bull scores optically. But this is a tough bull to ride. I mean, no doubt about it. Cornwell's got a good one there. And the second half of the tie for fifth place goes to Oilfield Outlaws Yellow Feather of Chad Berger and Oilfield Outlaws. He had 44 and a half versus Chase Outlaw in the short round. And this bull, he just, he's he's pretty fast for a big bull. I mean, he, he was gassy to the left and he means it when he hits the corner. You know, Chase maybe showed a little rust there. But, you know, this is a bull that he's no day off. So there's no shame in bucking off him if you're Chase. You know, he picked one that he thought would fit him. He went into his hand and it just didn't work out. But this bull had a pretty good trip. And I I really liked how fast he was for how big he is. He's a good sized bull and he hit the corner with some speed. So that'll wrap up the top five bull scores from Indianapolis. Uh, Next, we'll go into the three biggest takeaways I got from the event. First takeaway, Mason Taylor stays hot. He carries over his momentum from Vegas. Uh, He rode really good. Handled adversity as well. I mean, he got a re-ride in the short round. He's the last guy out. So that's not the easiest thing to do all the time, and he made it look like it was a day off. He said in the interview, paraphrasing it, that he's here to have fun, not worrying about what they run underneath them, and I love that for a guy like Mason Taylor. So I'm expecting big things. I expect him to stay on a roll, and I think he's going to be a be a top end guy this year when it when it's all said and done. My second takeaway from Indianapolis is Chase Outlaw is back. He looks healthy, motivated, 89 points in the long round. When this guy is healthy and motivated, watch out because he can he can rack up the 90s in a hurry. And my third takeaway is 16 riders posted at least one score. That's pretty dang good. I've been to events where they've had to take bulls out of the final 12 because they didn't have 12 qualified rides. So that was really good. I was impressed with that. From what I saw on social media, the atmosphere was pretty good in that building from the way it sounds. And I just hope that that momentum carries over to Madison Square Garden. Next, we'll get into the fantasy portion of this podcast. Uh, Right off the top, I want to say I thought it was pretty great that Bonner Bolton on social media called out Cowboy Cerrone. Head to head, $1,000, winner take it. Um, I never heard the results, but I think that kind of stuff's great. And it kind of gives me a segue to talk about something that I already use in other forms of fantasy. Me and my roommate... Every Sunday, we do a head-to-head DraftKings competition. We throw 20 bucks on it, and it, it's a fun way to compete when you're, where you're not competing against hundreds or thousands of players, and it gives you a chance to succeed in a smaller setting. I think that's a really fun way to play. You know, we can talk crap to each other, you know, and it, it's not always just us. I've played in, in groups of up to like 12. You know, you could really have as big a group as you want as long as you find willing participants, and it's really fun. You know, you get a group text going, you know, throw some money on the line. It could be as small as a dollar or as big as a thousand. It's up to what you're comfortable spending, but I've had a lot of fun doing it, and it creates 
an environment where you have something to talk about with buddies you may not see a lot anymore. It's it's a built-in excuse to communicate with them, I guess, so to speak. I really enjoyed doing the side bet style of betting when it comes to fantasy, and I would recommend trying that. You know, get a group of your buddies that you know watch bull riding and say, "Hey, like I challenge all you guys to $5 a head winner take all." It's a great way to create a more engaging environment to watch the bull riding in. But also, I think you'll find you have a really good time talking crap with your buddies. Next, we'll talk about my picks that I had talked about last weekend. You know, I picked three bull riders from each tier and four bulls. And we'll just give a brief uh, review of kind of how they did or how I guess I did choosing them. For my tier one riders, I struggled a little bit. Uh, Kaike Pacheco was the only one to get a score on the board in the long round. Cooper Davis and Boudreaux bucked off. So that's not great. You know, you would, you would like to get those guys into the short round. You know, those are supposed to be your big guns on your team. But that's bull riding, and these guys aren't going to ride 100% of them. So take it with a grain of salt. I felt like I made good picks, just didn't go my way. For tier two, I had Claudio Montagna Jr., who posted a score in the long round of 88.5 on gangster time of Ricky West. He then bucked off test drive of Gene Owen, so he had a pretty all right weekend. Cody Teal didn't get the job done on Big Black. Cody just let him, let him get his free arm behind him and whipped his hips to the outside. Kind of tough to ride one like that when your hips are all out of whack. And Derek Kolbaba, I mean, he rode his bull. He did his job 84 and a quarter on little voodoo jacket of Gene Owens. He just didn't make the short round. So, you know, tier two is a little better for me. I, I picked two of the three that got scores in the long round, but still haven't gotten a qualified ride in the short round, which is where the big points are at. And in tier three, I had Chase Outlaw, who went 89 on Hell on the Red from Gene Owens, and then he bucked off Oilfield Outlaw's Yellow Feather in the short round. So not a bad showing for Chase, but once again, you know, long round scores only get you so far in this kind of a format. I had Jess Lockwood as well, and Jess, you know, just didn't have a great, great day. You know, he looked a little rusty, and that bull was no day off. Uh, I don't expect Jess to be down in the dumps too long. I think Jess will come back, just let him get his footing back, and I think Jess will be just fine. I also had Ezekiel Mitchell. Zeke bucked off a bull I thought he should have rode in tennis shoes. It just looked like he kind of got a little lazy on him. I love Zeke. I think Zeke's really talented, and I think he's going to come back strong in New York City. So once again, you know, I didn't have a great showing, but I had a little bit of hard luck when you get a guy to get a bull road and he doesn't make the short round in a one-day event. That's a little bit tough, but it is what it is, and we'll, we'll do a better job here this coming week. And for the bulls that I had highlighted, I picked four in each tier. My first tier one bull, Oilfield Outlaws, Yellow Feather. He had a pretty good day, 44 and a half versus Chase Outlaw. You know, that's nothing to hang your head about. I also had Pookie Holler of Chad Berger and Partners. 45 and three quarters versus Keyshawn Whitehorse. He had a really good trip, I thought. I thought he was outstanding. I also talked about test drive of Gene Owens. He had posted a 44 and a quarter bull score versus Claudio Montagna Jr. in the short round. I thought he showed some potential, you know. He didn't give you that big, big time bull score, but 44 and a quarter is nothing to hang your hat about either. And then I also had war dress of Gene Owen. He posted a 43 and a half versus Cole Melanson in the short round. You know, this he didn't get to show much. He he had Cole in trouble right out of the get-go. 43 and a half. You know, it is what it is. When they don't get to see too much of the bull, it's hard for them to get a huge bull score. In my tier two bulls, off campus of Chad Berger and partners, 36 and a quarter. He got a re-ride versus Fernando Novice. 
he looked like he was going to be pretty good, and then he fell down. So it's kind of out of your control there. The second bull I had highlighted was Show Me Homie of K-Bar C's. 42 and three quarters. Paulo Lima rode him for 87 and a half in the long round. You know, I've seen better trips out of this bull. I was a little bit disappointed. He looked better out in Vegas, but I'm sure this bull will come back fine. Scary Larry of Chad Berger and Partners was the next one I talked about. 42 points versus Eli Vassbinder in the long round. Bull kind of had a weird trip. He turned out backwards and went both ways. I would like to see what this bull looks like when he gets out of the chute cleanly because he looked like he was really getting to get after it. Just kind of had a slow start. And the last tier two bull I talked about was Dagger of Chad Berger and Partners. 43 versus Cody Jesus. 89 and a half. Cody was on this bull. I thought this bull showed that he can be a pretty solid pick. He had a lot of gas to the left and Cody just made an outstanding bull ride. So I really want to see more of this bull going going into the future to see what he can turn into. For my tier three bulls, the first bull I had talked about was Cutthroat of Cornwell's 41 and a half versus Marco Gucci, who was 85 points on him in the long round. Not a great trip from this bull. Wasn't terrible, but just kind of a bull. The second tier three bull I'd talked about was Casper of Gene Owens and he had a really good day 44 versus Mason Taylor Mason was 90 and three quarters on him in the long round I was impressed with this bull for a tier three bull he definitely was one that I was pleased with picking although he wasn't the best pick in the in the tier three because Moonlight Party was there but I just didn't know if he was going to be in the short round or in the re-ride pen so that's the only reason I didn't pick that bull the next bull I talked about was Dixieland Delight of Ricky West. He also posted a 44 versus Cole Melanson, who was 88 and a half points on him in the long round. This bull impressed me too. He really made Cole work the entire time, and I thought, you know, he was a really solid bull. For a tier three bull, I thought he looked really strong. And the last tier three bull I talked about was I'm a secret of K Bar C's. He was 43 and a quarter, but got a rewrite on him. He hipped himself versus Cooper Davis in the long round. Didn't get to see much of them. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be excited the next time I get a chance to see this bull because I think he's he's really exciting to watch. He's got a lot of speed, a lot of action to him. So it was a little disappointing. He he hipped himself like he did, but I guess that's bull riding, and you just can't control some of that stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, if you would subscribe, leave a comment, review, whatever you got to do. You know, I'd love to hear feedback. Maybe you thought my picks were straight garbage. Maybe you thought, you know, whatever. Just let me know. It helps, you know, everything. So I'm always looking for feedback. We'll be back either tomorrow or Thursday, probably Thursday with the Madison Square Garden preview. I'm excited for another good weekend of bull riding. I think you guys should be too. And with that being said, come back and visit us again from the back pens. Have a good one.